0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Talk About That. I'm your host, John Driver. With me as always, Johnny Weddington's here today. Hello.
1: And uh, we're going to uh,
0: sit down and do a little banter town today.
1: We are. Taking you all the way down.
0: (laughs) All the way down to banter town. We are a little saddened today that our producer, Dane Allen, uh, is selfishly pursuing other endeavors uh, today while we're recording.
1: Yeah, he will be missed.
0: He will. He will. And so um, I'm. Um, you know, we're doing this without him. And a big shout out to him, though. And uh, we would love for um, all of you that think that it's better without him.
1: Please send your all your correspondence to at, at talk <laughs> that pod.
0: Uh, I honestly can't remember it when I start saying it. <laughs> Just kidding, so, man. We're gonna miss him. He's he's uh, he's incredible. So. Well, Johnny, I know as always, uh, mm. we're both a little. This may be like a, um, I won't call it an unplugged day because that would be impossible. Right. But
1: you can't uh, really have a podcast that's unplugged, right? That's of, just a conversation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've been having unplugged podcast. We've been having for those years, for years. So yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> talk unplugged. A B. Yeah. Uh, but um, it, we're both a little. I think we're both a little weary coming into the day.
1: Yeah, I got. I had a sh- uh, weekend. Basically a five-day trip in Montana because I was – three days was the – it was a men's – it was called the Men's Mountain Experience. Oh, wow. Yeah. So when it comes through – when you get an event, an invite like that, and it comes through, and you're like, Men's Mountain Experience. And you're like, what does that even mean? Oh Well, I'll tell you what it means. It means that you're going to Montana, and it takes a day to get there on either side of the trip. So three days is now five days. They want to be all three days. Oh, wow sweet guys and it was fun but i mean i always feel a bit out of place with those things anyway because they bring in because they like your comedy right oh we loved your clips and we saw you at such and such and they're excited but i'm not the guy you think of when you think like who can we get to really <laughs> who's a, the most masculine who's guy the man's man of comics yeah. like i don't have we need to get this country back to the like i don't do those, right. that kind of we are raising weaklings. Like, I don't do that kind of comedy. I talk about how much of a weakling I am, <laughs> and I, I share embarrassing, terrible things about myself, right. and that's how I get laughs. And so I don't know why people keep asking me to do those, but they always go pretty well, and they're fun, but it's just – I think my approach is so different than what they're probably used to. I just don't do the whole, like, manpower. Yeah. We did, we're made raising a bunch of wusses. Like, I don't do that. I think – Jesus spoke with commanding voice. I don't like the idea – of this new, like churches are slanting now towards, and I'm not this conference that I went to wasn't like this at all. This is a lot of people who are really great, and they have even like some brokenness. They love Jesus, I mean, great folks. Yeah. But I see this weird trend towards it's the pendulum swing, and now we've let it get to where we're like we're we're amazing a bunch of we're feminizing these men and blah blah. These men, when I was a kid, and they start talking about your dad. When I was a kid, my dad. We were scared to death of him. He came in. We didn't even talk to him until he, you know, you're like. Well your dad was a jerk then. <laughs> like that's not healthy, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, you need to see a therapist, bro. Yeah, like let's like, not make it like, all like Like that's that. what you want to pass down. Right. I think there's a, a line where you can be an emotional caring involved parent and someone who shows your son or daughter about like what, you know, a f- yeah. godly father is. Right. And we don't have to have it. We don't have to have this old like 50s mindset. Right. About like, the men are talking, get in the kitchen and cook, like, right. that's so backwards. And I'm afraid that's kind of what some of some churches think manhood looks like, and I'm always afraid of that because, you know. So anyway, all that said, it was fun, but I got sick. I was in Montana. We, we go to the middle of nowhere, Arrow Peak Lodge, literally two flights, a rental car, drove up this mountain for an hour and a half, gravel road, and it's an encampment, like, out of a—it's crazy. Wow. And— it snowed six inches the first night we were there. No, there way. was bear there was bear poop. In the uh, in the camp. And so they said well it's the bear's snowed bear poop. It's can you believe it? Montana's weird, John. <laughs> so it's snow uh, so bear was they said that there was a bear and it's so loud now with everybody being around, but the bear will be back because it'll be quiet tonight. So just know that. There will be bears. I'm like, oh well, that's something. These are like black bears, I guess. Not wasn't grizzles. that a movie? There will be bears. There will be. Yeah, I think Wait, it was Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, he played a bear in that one. He really, he's an unbelievable method actor. <laughs> I heard he became a bear for an entire year. That guy he preserved the devotion. Union. Wait,
0: that was another day. Okay,
1: yeah. Uh, all that said, I was put up in a cabin. There were ten cabins in a row. It was a ten by ten.
0: Wow.
1: Wood, just you know, basically box. just plywood box, Yeah, had a bathroom and baseboard heat. And it was like the thing they pulled the Unabomber out of. Remember the, <laughs> remember the thing where he's all wild haired and <laughs>
0: right.
1: and they pull him out and he's off the grid because he was it's hiding like, out, sending his manifesto to people. Like him, Saddam Hussein, they were all just hiding. We, that was, I stayed in his cabin, <laughs> evidently. There was a, a little picture. You could sign a little guest book.
0: That's hilarious, man. So you had a good time though, and the guy you said they're good guys. They and... were, and
1: uh, but yeah, it's a long. It was five days away, and it was yeah. a long time. But and it was now, a I'm long back. time. and I got sick, so I started getting like a sore throat. Sore throat's like the telltale for me. If I start feeling like yeah, me too, difficulty swallowing, I'm like here it is, it's sinus infection. Yep. Day one, so I had to go. Have you ever had to go to a, a walk-in clinic on while you travel somewhere? Because uh-huh. you know if you wait till you get back home, it's going to be full-blown. Just yep. awful. That's what I had to do. So my doctor in Montana at the walk-in clinic. Was from Chattanooga. No way. She had moved there like seven years ago, so she was all like, "Oh, Tennessee," and and she was a fan, right? She had seen she me. had never heard of me, oh, okay, and did not want to know about me. <laughs> but she gave me drugs, and I'm feeling somewhat better. <laughs> but I still have a little bit. I'm on steroids, huh. so do, what do the steroids do to you? They're it's fascinating some of the, how they will affect certain people. Uh,
0: you know what they make me cranky. They do. Yeah. They, they get me real edgy, irritable. And, uh, and yeah. then sometimes they'll make my face flush and stuff, you know.
1: Oh, so, they would give you – okay, yeah. Yeah. I get uh, <clears throat> hyper, more hyperactive. So I have to watch my word count. I'll you said start. more hyperactive, well, as if that's already I'm your, sorry, it's, yeah, your current state. Yeah. yeah, I get hyperactive.
0: I think the word steroids in the culture is hilarious. I, I was literally sitting with uh, Andrew the other day, yeah. and he was uh, talking about uh, a certain gym – like where you work out, you mm-hmm. know. And he's like, "Dude, he was like, Gold's Gym is like Planet Fitness on, on steroids." steroids. <laughs> <laughs> and he was serious. I rolled.
1: That's, that's I probably, like, And what's funny is that's probably really true. <laughs> really, you, Planet Fitness has a bunch of schlubs who don't, yeah. who would never even know what a steroid was. Right? Gold's Gym, those people are. It's probably, not a no shame
0: zone. Apparently. No, there's there.
1: there's judgment in right. Gold's Gym, which like, well, I they think, have a section we talk called about, the shame zone. Can we? They do. Yeah. They have a, a siren they hit when you've done something wrong. Uh, Well, come on in, Lunks. Uh, they, Plant fitness is fascinating to me because of that. Because to me, I'm out of shape, and I'm trying to get back in shape. I know a lot of what to do, but I'm thinking about hiring a trainer for the first sure. time in my life. Because I think, I've always thought, well, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. But a trainer is like motivating. Some part of it is like you spend the money. I think you think, well, I got to do this. I spent money. Right. That's not really true all the time. But, <laughs> but uh, I... I need to be told if I'm doing something wrong, but I think Planet Fitness, their mindset is like, don't like. For all I know, I'm in, I'm on the buffering machine. I should not. <laughs> this is not an exercise at all, <laughs> and uh, I need to be told, you know, right. that hey, this is, and they're like, don't tell him, no judgment, and I need judgment. right, I need judgment, judgments okay, bit.
0: yeah. How about yeah? I agree. I think I think the power of somebody uh, being honest with you is pretty key in those things. Uh, yeah. I was watching that movie last night. I was up late. My wife's in Atlanta, by the way, on mm. business. So she was in British Columbia two weeks ago. Then we were on vacation last week in Gulf Shores. And then uh, this week she had to go to Atlanta. So it's three in a row for her. But yeah. <clears throat> So I was up late, like you do. Said he had volleyball practice. Well, I'll talk, talk about volleyball here in a moment. but All right. Uh, and so I'm up late, and I'm watching that movie, The Greatest Game Ever Played.
1: Oh, it's back golf, right? Yeah. Which is not, that's not the Shia, greatest that's not game greatest game ever played. Shia, Bl- LaBeouf. Shia. LaBeouf. Is yes. it LaBeouf? I don't know. Is it LaBeouf?
0: Aren't you the guy who knows all this I stuff? don't even
1: know. I'm not a huge fan of his. Shia, I think it's Shia LaBeouf. Okay. But he pro- it's probably one of those things where before he got famous, he pronounced it a certain way. And then once excess Hollywood says it a million times another way, you just, way, go, you just go, you know what? I'm Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> it might have been La Ball, for all we know.
0: Yeah. Well anyway, it is well it's about it's about an amateur in like nineteen mm. fifteen maybe. Yeah. Who wins the US Open. Okay. And like he's a kid, it's a true story. So oh. his name is Francis We Met. What is uh, it? Francis We Met. Uh, it's, uh, he's, uh, it's O U I M E T pronounced, we met and his dad's like working in the. Did um, he have a very
1: thick French accent that he was affecting there? No, no. Oh, just that name.
0: Yeah. Just the name. I mean, his dad though is like working on the, on, you know, for the city, I think it's near Boston and his dad's working like in the, not in a mine, but he's working on like public. Yeah. Works and they're building tunnels and bridges and, right. and it's this whole British versus American issue, it's all about class. It's a you never seen the Grace gamer play? I just don't a movie <clears throat>
1: about golf, I don't know, man. You would really enjoy it. Like if it's it. not Caddyshack.
0: <laughs> yeah, well it's funny, but it's it's really well done. It's it's a lot of cool visuals on the ball. So like mm. he hits a ball and the camera does this cool spin thing or you're flying through the air with it. Uh, you know, and and it's very touching too. But and it's a true story. That's what's yeah. crazy. So he wins the he wins the U.S. Open as an amateur against all odds. But he his caddy doesn't show up, and so he uses this little kid. And uh, the little kid's amazing. He's one of the best characters in the whole. Show. And everyone makes fun of him and stuff. But the little kid knows exactly. Oh yeah. What it, he's talking about coaching? But the little kid because like President Taft comes. And watches him, and he just starts. I
1: thought you were going to say President Taft played, and that's. I don't know a lot about President Taft, but wasn't he like a very? (laughs) He was a large man. Wasn't he
0: the one they made the bathtub for that had the?
1: Well, people think that he died in the bathtub, but that's not true. That's a myth, right? Yeah, he didn't die in the tub, but he had a special tub brought in. Correct.
0: It was. I've seen it before.
1: You've seen the tub, yeah, and it's It's still
0: in the White House. No, but it's in the Smithsonian or something. It's like they move a,
1: the tub down to a museum. Well, we got to show this off.
0: It's basically like a like a surround shower oh, okay. before. So it's like these tubes go all the way up and all spraying on them and stuff. So, what? Yeah, it's crazy. But he was a big dude. But anywho, that's not the point, Johnny. <laughs> We're not talking about. that. We get to a fat guy, I just have questions <laughs> immediately. But. Uh, in, but, like, he starts freaking out because he's just this kid, and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, you're in second place, and, and but it's the little, the little boy who gets it, yeah. and he keeps pulling him aside like, hey, don't listen to them. Just play your game, you know, and at one point he just – he says, what am I going to do? He was getting behind, you know, and he goes, hey, you're just going to have to play better. That's what we need. Like sometimes he gives them all these little, they yeah. don't worry about it. And he's like, actually, what I really need you to do is just play better. Right. <laughs> Put your head down. I'll watch the ball. And and it was like, and it helped him every time. So back to your Planet Fitness thing, I do think, you know, when you have somebody, and he likes that, you know, at some yeah. point that becomes helpful when somebody's just telling you what you need to hear. And uh, you often don't have somebody that'll be willing ah, to do
1: Man, that. I need, I, I feel like that's what I'm missing. I need, I had a guy I worked with, I went to worked at Home Depot and he was a big guy, over 300 pounds. And then... I noticed he started losing weight. I was like, "Oh man, he missed some work, then he started just dropping weight like crazy." I said, "Dude, you're killing. It. What are you doing?" He goes, "I went to my doctor. He told me, you'll be dead in a year." Oh, wow. And he goes, "I got two kids and I just so I just stopped eating sugar and junk food." And he was losing like 20 pounds a month. Just crazy. Wow. And uh I was like, "Man, I was jealous. I was like, I need a warning. My doctor's just always like, <laughs> Man, you need to lose about 50 pounds, but, man, all your numbers are great. and
0: <laughs> It's not urgent enough. And I'm like, break. how do you
1: – I'm like, I'll celebrate. Yeah. Let's go Chili's. Like, I don't even know how to <laughs> – you know, how do you
0: – you can't compute. I really did. I got a clean bill from the other day. It was like – he was excited. And, and that day, it made me feel weird. Remember that old Simpsons episode <laughs> we always talk about it, from Mr. Mr. Burns? Yeah. And he goes in and he says, uh, well, Mr. Burns, somehow you actually have – Every disease that is known to man. In perfect balance. In perfect balance. Keeping you night, alive. And he cuts them off. And he's like, so what you're saying is I'm invincible. Well, actually, no, no. You need the slightest invincible. breeze. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Even the slightest breeze. Mr. Burns breeze. has every disease. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But he said, he goes, you know, hey, buddy, your numbers are looking good. And I'm thinking, yeah, I need to lose about 20 pounds. I don't. Oh, nah, Come on, John. I do. No. I need to lose 10. Will you give me that? Yeah, so
1: <laughs> just in your head.
0: No, I really do. I can tell. Like I'm at the place where there's clothes I'm not wearing
1: because I have okay. clothes. I
0: have ten pounds ago clothes, and I and I just now buy both.
1: You know, right? And Were the ten pounds ago clothes like eighth grade though? <laughs> no, they're you're like you're not like, one of those people that's like I can't fit into I, my I, cheerleading
0: outfit. I put on and take off ten to fifteen pounds every year, yeah. on and off. I'm that guy. Like I have a ten to fifteen pound. I can be. I want how I, I, I don't want to talk about much. You are I, I don't look, it look. you don't
1: it doesn't matter, guys. <clears> you're you're a lot leaner than me. You're a I'm, smaller. I'm a, a you. small you're a smaller framed person. But I am a uh but I
0: don't hold a candle to your athleticism.
1: Uh that's Speaking of that, did you see Gordon Hayward last night?
0: I did not. Was he carrying a candle?
1: Uh, no. Okay. Gordon Hayward uh Celtics is, is a guy who signed with the celtics in the mm-hmm. offseason they're trying to make this whole last push against the lebron cavaliers they're the, the super team so celtics make all these moves and they pick up gordon hayward from the jazz as a free agent 125 million dollar contract four-year mm-hmm. deal huge deal and five minutes into the game last night which is celtics versus calves <laughs> he goes up for an alley-oop lebron's underneath him he lands awkwardly and then the camera pulls away. He's on the ground, and his ankle is an L.
0: Oh It no. stayed. Not
1: only did it break, it stayed dislocated. And the whole crowd is like covering their eyes, oh. and children are being rushed to the. It was bad, and uh, they had to come air. I had to reset it there because evidently you can't. You can't let it because the arteries well, yeah. and stuff are in danger well, of being die. cut off. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can lose the leg or lose the ankle. So you, uh, yeah. He had to be, have it all, and he just goes off. So he's like, his season's over, basically. Wow. Um, And you just go, man. I've, it was so heartbreaking because I have trick ankles. I have really, really bad ankles, and I know you have I ankle too. stories, yeah. too. We were out here playing a back game one day. <laughs> you were here, right? Yes. We're playing at the church. <laughs> we're looking out the window at the church, uh, right. at the at the ba- basketball court at our church right now. <laughs> and we've had some crazy games out there. One time we were playing, and I can't remember if it had rained the day before before. There was dew on the ground or there was moisture in the ground. Because right. I remember that part, it was slick. Yeah. And I was chasing a loose ball out of bounds, trying to save it, and I sling that ball back behind me and I land wrong on my left ankle, completely roll it over. <laughs> then I go, what do you immediately do? Plant your other foot to <laughs> I quickly I planted that foot, rolled that ankle. <laughs> I had That's two fun. I had two black and blue <laughs> ankles. That's like... I'm not laughing at you. That's like the Hall of Fame of a moron. That's unbelievable. <laughs> just
0: remembered that it's one of those things like you watch watching where a guy can't stop falling. Yeah. You know, like he stumbles across a parking lot, you mm-hmm. know. How does a man turn both ankles? I don't know, man. At the same time. It's a gift. Out? Well, I broke gi- my ankle last year playing basketball on that same court. Man. Went up for a rebound. You know, I was up around the rim, obviously. It was a long way to down. Right. Oh, sure. Getting ready to throw
1: down a tomahawk. <clears throat>
0: yeah. And I came down and I heard it snap.
1: Oh no! It's and it right. was
0: a it was an avulsion fracture, which is where the tendon is ripped away from the bone. Mm. So it pulls off a chip of the bone and just yeah. detaches. And uh, of course, I'm with uh, John Kerry, who was our guest last week. By the way, did a great job. And mm-hmm. um,
1: and he really is an athlete.
0: Oh, he's a he's a just it's it's sickening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's one of those athletes, you know, just whatever he wants to do anytime, and you know, he's in his mid thirties, doesn't matter. He's, you know, whatever, whatever. And I, and I, this is, I'm taking, I'm going to the airwaves to stop it. Yeah. So, but no, he's, but these guys are like, oh, you're fine. You're fine. Let's ice it. Which I have a thing about cold. I, I hate, I hate extreme cold. So I was already hurting really, really bad. I'd heard the snap. They take me inside the church. They go and get a, a five gallon, like water drink, uh, cooler. That's the word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do words for a living yeah. <clears throat> it's a water drink thing <laughs> you know the one with a little spout on the bottom yeah of it. sure and so which by the way I just I just wanted right now if anyone ever cleaned this out after this happened because we've w- been using it for events Uh-oh. anywho so <clears throat> no one from church is listening but they filled it up with ice water yeah and stuck my foot down in it yeah which my foot's too big is to that where you're winning is that
1: what you're supposed to do
0: that's what they said. If you ice it immediately, they just thought it was a bad sprain, and you know, you know that's mm. what they would do. It hurt way worse. Yeah. Because number one, I hate cold, and number two, trying to stick my foot and you know yeah,
1: it's not going to fit. It didn't. You foot, have a dainty foot, but
0: well, I have a long foot though. So yeah. it, it was like my toes are all curled up, and I sat there and tried to take it, and I I rolled over and threw up,
1: uh, like because it
0: had this just extreme you're in shock pain. or something. Yeah, something too. like I ro- I rolled over and, and threw up. And I was like, okay. I would rather have a broken ankle yeah. than stick my foot in that ice right now, for God's sake. Yeah, that's so,
1: that's so funny, too. Like, I know, like, some guys mean well, but everybody becomes, like, a medical expert. Like, people tell you, you try to put butter on your burns. <laughs> Get some butter! <laughs> you don't put butter on burns? What are you, from the 50s? <laughs> Get some pumpkin spice <laughs> while you're at it. <laughs> Sprinkle it. You feed a burn. You starve a... Wait. <laughs> you feed a burn. Get, put a cheeseburger on it.
0: <laughs> Lick it! It'll be better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, um,
0: I appreciated the guys trying to help. And if it would have been a spring – You still are friends with
1: these people and no, you're like, they no, this well. ended everything.
0: Oh, wow. So, no, it was Jason Payne and John Kerry. Uh, I forget. Known
1: medical experts yeah. in our field.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think we we're, I'm trying to think, it was Josh with us? Was it two on two or, or, or was it thirty six? I don't remember. But it was bad, and mm. that, it's, I haven't. I don't think I've officially because I was in pretty good shape right then, and mm. that was two falls ago. Yeah, mm. I've never recovered completely from that. But ankles, man, they're no they're no, no small deal. It's
1: amazing actually that it doesn't happen more because these guys are so high up in the air on, yeah. in the NBA. They land awkwardly all the time, and it's like your body becomes resilient to these weird angles you put it in, but dude every now and again i mean it's happened twice in the past few seasons paul george broke his leg completely over Jeez. uh and it was higher up towards his knee Ugh. and it just folded over just like it was unbelievable and Ugh. hair cast and he missed a whole season now he's back it's amazing how people bounce back too yeah. it's almost better to break it they say sometimes maybe i don't that's what i keep hearing but i just don't i can't imagine that so true. if you're in the middle and you think your leg might break, go ahead and just break, break it go for it like does that feel better john <laughs> You know who it's not better for? Horses. I think they would prefer a sprain every time. Yes. Yeah. I think so. You get the shotgun out. It's a sprain. The horses. He can talk. I'm a horse.
0: Fine. My
1: horse learned to talk. Oh, uh, that's funny.
0: Hey, speaking of talking animals,
1: my mm, my dog. Talk about
0: that. My dog Brutus is here with us again today.
1: He is, and Brutus is awesome. Yeah. He's sleeping.
0: He's sleeping, and he's
1: 12. What kind of dog is
0: Brutus, John? He is a Bichon poodle.
1: A Poochon Pouchon a is what they call him, yeah. Right? Yeah, or... Which is how... That's how originally Shia LaBeouf used to pronounce his name. People <laughs> don't know that because Pouchon. it's Shia Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's... Uh, uh, he's got a gray face now, which I hadn't seen him in a while. And a little black dog with a gray face makes me just like, I can't take it. It's so cute. He's a very cute dog. Would you say that... Uh, would you have any gray Pujan? I'm sorry. <laughs> that's so stupid. I don't know why. That's dumb. But gray Pujan. Uh, oh, that's funny. A gray-faced dog, though, is just... I can't take the cuteness of it. It's so sweet. A little, well, a little dog. Yeah, they say wisdom comes with gray
0: hair, but I don't think that counts for him. Well,
1: dogs stay at, like a two-year-old. That's what I've heard from <clears throat> most people who work two-year-old with dogs. Two-year-old dog or two-year-old person? They stay like a two-year-old kid. So the, their mindset, that's why they're always excited to see you. And yeah. they always, they stay in that mindset of like, yeah. if they think you magically appeared. Every time. Every time. Yeah. No, he is, he's, and, and, and especially when Laura has to travel,
0: and I don't want to leave him up all day. You yeah. Know, but he's uh, he's hanging on. But I do, do you talk Listen, let's be honest. We're going to talk about that. All right. I have a voice for
1: my dog. You mean a voice that you use Correct. for your dog when well, you yeah, talk to him? Yeah, he couldn't, Johnny. I don't know if you know how say No, no, works, no. I don't mean that. I mean I talk baby talk to my dog. You're saying you do Brutus's voice for him? Yes. You have a proxy Brutus voice. I have a proxy Brutus voice. No, that's insane. <laughs> what I'm doing is what every pet owner does. I go, who wants to, who's your boo-boo daddy? You, what you do is you say things as if, if Brutus could talk
0: maybe I've said too much. You've well said say, way too much in Brutus's voice. Well, my daughter loves it, so you know part of it is we're having a. So sometimes Do you do it when she's not there, Johnny. That doesn't matter. Then it's not for her. <laughs> You're such a weirdo. <laughs> but she'll say, she'll say, "Ooh, make Brutus say you know or whatever." So because because here's the deal: it's what, like what a, kind of voice? Give me the, do the like, voice. I can't do it. But it's like a. Puppet. What are you talking about? It's you like have a,
1: to do it now. No, there's is it no a British way. voice? You can't <laughs> say something like that and then not do the voice. <laughs> we have listeners. Johnny, I'm gonna tell you something. There's not a way <laughs> you that you can make me do You it. brought it up. Well, I thought maybe you're Brutus beat is me right here. Middle. Look at him. He's all yeah.
0: poised. He is. He is. I mean, I'm not saying I do that all the time or something.
1: It's it's mainly Do you do it every day? I don't know. I'm not <laughs> keeping up with it. <laughs> I, I don't do it all the time. Every day? Well, yeah. But not all day, every day.
0: I think part of it is just I think sometimes it's it's a uh, mm. it's just for fun. Yeah. It's mainly just a funny thing in my house. So wow and no it, it, it's way more in front of sometimes it's to amuse myself i'll look at the dog yeah. and think of what
1: he's thinking like right. i told you my
0: book idea the other day
1: right about so, how dog's perspective on
0: yeah like a dog's perspective i know they've done some things like that but mm-hmm. i was thinking of all the of all the and i know comedians have killed that concept and right. all but almost like a handbook
1: like a true you're giving this idea away now somebody's going to uh, take it
0: just forget it. I'm going to yeah. go ahead. I need every listener to it would sign be a, it. Would
1: it be a Paul book? It's not a handbook. <laughs> right? It would be a Paul book. It, mm-hmm. Now you
0: want you want to be cutting I the I want writing
1: credit. I just wrote a... Sorry, John. Write a line, get a third. Write mean, a word, get a 3rd And that's that the... How I is the music business? I did not
0: sign an NDA, so... <laughs> <And there's laughs> write gonna,
1: a line, my residual's fine. Wait. And there's no record of this, so... Oh, yeah, you're right. Right. But, so you put... I want to say this about you, because we're picking on you now. Yeah, it's okay. By you, we, you mean? You, I'm the ago, only other one here. When we were doing check for the podcast, you put in uh, your headphones and you said, "I can't hear in the left <laughs> side." And I said, "Well, I don't know." And you were looking around, what setting could be wrong? And then you realized you had one headphone in for the podcast and one of the headphones from your Bluetooth. from your Bluetooth, and that's yeah. why you could only hear one side because you're an idiot.
0: I am. An, I'm a big dumb animal.
1: Well, um, but this happens because you have a lot. Of, you have a lot of stress going on. You have book deadlines. You have things going on. Yeah. And that's when stuff like that falls through the cracks. Yeah. I used to lose, when I was with the band, and I was when we were doing that a lot. And I was running a ministry. I was running a group home ministry, housing ministry, and nonprofit. And I had was I had thirty five, forty lives in my care, basically right. twenty four hour around the clock care. There's something about that that makes where you put your cell phone, where your drink is, where your keys are. That is so suddenly, you don't, it's suddenly you difficult. You never know. Yeah. You can't remember your name. I know. And that's when it happens. And I, and I know parent. I don't know a parent, but I, I know parents, that's what happens. You just, no wonder. It's a wonder you remember anything. Well, I remember when you were stressed like that, you used to have one of those big brick
0: phones that yeah. had the, the, uh, the walkie talkie. Nextel what <laughs> was Nextel, what it was called. Yeah. The Nextel phone. And you would leave it everywhere. Yeah. And I'll never forget that show we were doing up in Sevierville. <laughs> and you left the phone. On the trailer hitch. On the trailer hitch. And we're driving. We're like, for some reason, we're in the main van. We're always in. We're in two vehicles. Yeah. And, um somebody calls me from your phone who found it in a ditch because I was the last number. And so I went and met them, got your phone.
1: And then called Finley's phone, our bass player. I called
0: our bass player and I was like, get the phone to Johnny. And you you always acted like I was so mean to you right then. I was like, hey, (laughs)
1: hey, where's your phone, genius? And I go, I got it right here. And you go, wrong! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've got it right here, stupid.
0: (laughs) I don't remember being that
1: mean. I think you were amazed because you had lost a couple of phones And my phone never, it always rolled. Instead of rolling into traffic, it rolled into a ditch. Or it would be somewhere where it would not get hurt. I had like a cell phone guardian angel.
0: He did. It would like track you down. And you couldn't
1: believe that just in the time it took for us to leave our church in Alcoa Somewhat and called. get to the mountains, I had lost the phone. It had been found. They called you, and you went and got it. And I, we were still on the and way. You didn't, to the church. you didn't
0: even know there was a problem. And I was yet. not even
1: aware it was gone because you're, this is before smartphones. When you check it every five seconds, you could literally you could lose your phone a lot easier. How
0: than. nice was that, by the way? Yeah, the freedom that we didn't know we had. You, you literally didn't have it. and Didn't care. You know, it's like eh, whatever.
1: I want the the, the low moment for me. I don't know if I ever told you this. The low losing things, the low moment for me was when I started having a literal panic attack one day about where my keys were when I was driving down the road and they were in the ignition. They really I don't want to hear another
0: word about the dog. <laughs> they really were. I was like,
1: my keys! Oh, I'm moving in the car that they're in. Oh, that's worse than... That's like the glasses on your head of uh-huh. driving.
0: It is. It is. I, I think the... I think the easiest things, and that's like when my wife is gone, and again, I'm a fairly proficient person who gets a lot of stuff done, but we both know like what you're talking about when life is stressful. it We have a dry erase board now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's like every day that, the, you know, i got to be reminded because here's the deal. Volleyball started, but it's three kinds of volleyball, Johnny. So she's doing fall ball, which is six to eight weeks where we're on Friday nights and Saturday mornings. I said Friday, Friday for all of you non Southerners, Friday, Friday night. (laughs) And, uh, and I would go downtown. And then last night, we had an informational meeting on Monday night for the actual like travel ball season, club ball season. And then last night she had what's called a cram session, which is everybody's going to try out is goes in and spends an hour and a half. And then so Friday night, she'll go to vo- Friday, she'll go to volleyball. Ball, mm-hmm. And then Saturday morning is actual tryouts for the other. So, and everyone requires a different form, a different amount of money, a, you know, and, and you're just like, oh my gosh. And so, and so we, she's written things for mm-hmm. me, and I still call to check in, like, okay. What day is this? And have I forgotten something? Because yeah. odds are, you know, and then it's not forgetting how much stuff at school was going to happen. Right, and so it's. Um, but my wife, though, some things, things are happening that are weird. <clears throat> um, we went home the other day, and uh, like your
1: house is haunted. That kind of weird.
0: Well, no, not quite that weird, but.
1: Okay. <laughs> Stuff was written on the dry erase board that you didn't write. It's not your handwriting. <laughs> right. Red rum and kind of things. It was Brutus, oddly oh, enough. Oh, weird. So when I start writing it's like, in Brutus. Stop Brutus's. doing an impression of me. I don't sound like that. I'm not British, jerk. <laughs> it's british isn't it the voice it's not british you know my british accent is horrible i know that's why i think it'd be funny to see you do it. <laughs>
0: actually it's a lot better than my wife's though you should hear my wife's british accent we're gonna have her on soon
1: she's been out of town she won't do it she's not gonna do anything like she... i'm not gonna do Bruce's voice oh man yeah because i'm All already right, so, gonna get made fun so of so what's now. happening in your house that's creepy so my
0: wife says oh no and i was like what so i just i was about to relax yeah. like i had that moment i was about to relax it was a saturday right tennessee was about to get beat again i was gonna just sit down and watch it you know fun times yeah Somehow Uh she took this ring, a fairly expensive ring I bought her a few years ago. Yeah. She was pulling it off her hand and it flew. It flew and somehow bounced into the ductwork, went into the return of the air conditioner and down into our central heat and air system. Oh, no. And she said, I heard it go ding, 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 ding. I was like. It it would be a one in a million shot to try to land
1: and get caught on the thing. Right, it had
0: to go through the little. It went straight through somehow, and it was like the magic bullet went straight down. So I go under the house, and you know the ductwork's covered in insulation, everything else. I literally take a knife and some tools and start punching holes in the ductwork. I can't leave it. It's like, it's money. It's too much money to leave, and it's her favorite ring, you know, and so. I, I start sticking my phone in the hole, looking down with a video, trying to see which side it's on. And the thing had somehow traveled. If you went into my bedroom to see, it traveled like almost the length of the wall wow. at, at a 90, which I don't know how.
1: Like it fell or it should have just stopped. But Are you gravity, sure she likes this ring? This seems like a lot of velocity. <laughs> I, well, I, it, what do you know? It flew off her hand and now I have to buy her a new if one. If she did hate the ring,
0: there's no chance she would have had the skill level to drop it vertical and watch it turn and travel, I kid you not, about 20 feet. Uh, I don't know how it could have possibly done it. And man. you would think the airflow coming the other way would have – it's not like it's getting sucked in down there because the uh, air is moving the opposite direction. Unbelievable. And I punched three holes, three holes to find it.
1: Yeah. And I finally found it. I can't believe you found it at all. That's crazy. Well, I
0: mean I, I mean, just couldn't give up. It was about an hour. and uh, Man, you saved the day. I did. And now she's
1: like, "Can I get a different ring?"
0: Well, what she doesn't know is two weird things are happening. I go to open the front door yesterday, yeah. the front door won't open. Oh no. Somehow like like a the little a little thing by the knob has wedged in there. I've tried to take a pair of needle nose, tried to open the other side. I'm going to have to get the door off the hinges. And right now I'm just leaving it closed. So you go on the other door. I'm just going to the
1: other door for you now. You have a door that doesn't work.
0: I have a door that doesn't work and my wife it's doesn't know. It's just for
1: it. show. It's <laughs> like those, remember those when you go to like a Best Buy or whatever and they'd have like the entertainment centers and they'd put the fake TVs <laughs> right. or like Kmart, it wouldn't be a real TV. It um, was like, it was like a plastic TV that yeah. you could just lift up. It was two pounds or whatever. Now that's what real TVs weigh, but that's what you had. You have a door that's that. And I keep waiting for someone to knock. Like, it's just going to be,
0: uh, what are we going to say? Just act like we're not home, I guess. Yeah. I'm not going to tell them to go around the side, you know,
1: come to the back. I mean, it's just going to – I can't answer the door until I fix it, and I don't have time to fix it. It's just great, though, if you need to turn somebody away who's, like, selling magazine subscriptions the door's or broken. Jehovah's Witness or whatever. Right, yeah. right.
0: Yeah, well, it's just – door doesn't
1: work. It's like, you can just say no, sir. <laughs> you don't need to make up a – You don't have to be a jerk. Nobody would have a door that was broken that they didn't fix. No, you don't understand. I'm not very handy. Hey, I do have to tell you, Johnny.
0: If we wanted to make some money, though, yeah, this volleyball business—like
1: the guy, whatever money you're talking about—it's not worth it. If I have to play volleyball with you, don't have to play. You just gotta find coaches. Girls. I, mean, I mean, it's fun, and,
0: and my kid does great. And these are great coaches, and, and we really enjoy the organization. Is Sadie showing a propensity and a, an aptitude for volleyball? Wow. Well, do you really apply the word propensity or aptitude to a nine-year-old in volleyball? Well,
1: if you're going to spend a bunch of money <clears> and put her in travel leagues,
0: well, it's not that we're spending just so much; it's that everybody, by the, you know, that hundreds of people are spending that
1: much. So altogether. that makes it okay. If everybody
0: gave a dollar, it's that right. you know? <clears throat> But um,
1: I'm so you're just you, part of a system. Well, here's the deal that oppresses young girls. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> and and it ascribes value she to them. She does on... pretty
0: well. She does pretty well. now she yeah. she has my athleticism. will so let you know anything. Um, oh wow! She's like a baby giraffe. Always say she's very she long, have legs. long legs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, but she's really grown and she enjoys it. And enjoys the community of it and everything. But here's the deal, Johnny. The reason I tell you is, is hmm. I already got the name, and the name's everything. Okay. I want to start my own volleyball company and call it Volley <laughs> Okay, first of all, Volley
1: Well. Okay, first of all, Lollapalooza is a thing that was like an obscure. That's an obscure '90s reference at this point, right? Do they still do Lollapalooza? I don't know. Are
0: what? you going to break this down like it really matters, Volley. It's all how it sounds, Johnny. It's true. You're already casting doubt on it, which I could take you to court for. You're messing with <laughs> my intellectual property here, <laughs> and uh, you know.
1: Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. Lollapalooza be pretty cool. I think you no, got. It's fine. So guys, send in what you think to talkabthatpod forward slash edu, uh, and we'd love to hear what you think about it. Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and pass. Do you pass in volleyball? I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and bump.
0: You do? Well, they do. Pass. It's a pass, yeah. yeah. It's a pass. So,
1: but it's well, just, no, it's great. I, I was never uh, very good at uh, volleyball, but I was.
0: You're even, tall though.
1: Well, I wasn't tall until I had a I had a growth spurt. I grew like a. Nine inches over my summer year, of my freshman year in high school. So I was like five nine was like, inches. Like, yeah, I was like five eight, like five six, and I just grew. Wow, all this. So I grew to like six two, and just had these weird. Like I had size thirteen feet. I tripped over and wow, that was weird. That's a that's a, in a summer
0: you grew nine inches.
1: Uh, it seemed, it was it was over like course like six months. Wow, yeah, I just like all of a sudden had this. That's like hulking up. Well, it like wasn't. A hulk grow. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, that it was not like hulking up at all, <laughs> except for like the awkward and the, the shame that he feels, <laughs> you know, like at the end of the episode when his clothes are torn and he kind of slinking away and then you see him hitchhiking at the end while the little thing plays. <laughs> I felt that a lot in high school. <laughs> Did you? Know? I didn't hitchhike, but because I was too dangerous. My mom was really overprotective. <laughs> well, you know, we're talking a lot today about,
0: um, it seems like we keep coming back to to discipline and uh, you and i were talking the other day about you know how much we weigh and whether we play sports i didn't tell and... you how
1: much i weighed no
0: I? no no i'm saying we're all trying to be i didn't seem like something i would share no no i don't you know but um you know i've always found over the years that discipline like produces discipline you know you were saying i was i was telling you. And it sounds weird, but like if I have a meeting, mm-hmm. if I have a meeting somewhere, because yeah. I had this 10 to 15 pound thing, you know, going on and most people can't even tell. Most people can't tell. I'll lose 10 pounds. I'll work hard and, you know, and it's okay. But most people in my life can't tell because I'm, I'm not wearing, I don't wear skinny jeans. i yeah. put it that way. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, i wear normal clothes. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> I was really, I want to have a skinny jeans conversation
1: with Nay when he's back. I do. I, I. You know, they make skinny jeans for fat people they got to be called something volley they're closer. called slim fit Oh. like they're 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 the whole tight around your ankle thing tight around your ankle tight around all of it like a sausage casing <laughs> it's uh it's unbelievable <laughs> and uh yeah
0: I, I just i don't i don't know i don't get it and it's not even a it's not even a fashion thing for right me. it's really really not although i, I don't like it mm. fashion wise but who cares what i like cuz someone out there is just fashion's one of those things of somehow somewhere someone decides one day Mm -hmm. something is okay or good that was once bad see that's what gets me when we first got married johnny um my wife said to me listen here are the rules because i knew nothing
1: yeah
0: look just make sure you never mix browns and blacks okay like if you have a brown belt you can't wear black shoes. Yeah. Like you need to match. You need to have a black belt, black shoes. Brown belt, brown shoes. Like that's right. that, that that was a big thing, you know. And and you know I'm an agreement guy. We've talked about that, you know, before. I'm, right. I'm a guy. Again, when she told me not to change the tile, remember that episode? Yeah. You know, then or she didn't have to change the tile. Then I that I believed was the deal.
1: It. You felt yeah.
0: Well, I lived my whole life off of that. Mm-hmm. And then like what? A couple years ago, you know, she tells me one day, actually, you can wear the brown belt the black shoes. You know, everybody's doing that now. And I'm like. I'm offended I'm yeah. like these these are the rules and who All gets right. to change
1: them and why can't I change I don't think them? I've ever taken a fashion risk I think I I just wear what I know is least likely to get me laughed at <laughs> like as a comedian you're trying to control like you're trying to control the narrative right like you wanted to you want to
0: laugh at the jokes yeah not at I, what they you are hear.
1: laughing because of why I want that. so I wear a lot of like uh, black shirts and jeans. Right. And. Nondescript. Very nondescript. Blend. And I'm a big guy and I always feel like big, big people clothes are not for people who are taking fat. There are people who take brisks with big clothes and those people are making a mistake in my opinion. <laughs> big flower patterns and huge. Yeah. Like that's a real, I don't understand. Well, I that's our
0: 90s shame though. Creeping. You it know.
1: is. And I am wrong. I'm not saying I'm right because yeah. I see somebody doing it and I'll, and I'll, all kind of like, oh, I want to say something. But then I'm like, you know what? I don't let that person do what they do because I'm just doing this out of fear. I think, to me, clothes are just like a bag. Just <laughs> I'll pick out a bag in the morning and i put it on. Johnny, are you wearing bags? Yeah, I got to stop. <laughs> this burlap is itchy. You can't believe. Anyway, I got to, but I am working on, like you said, the meeting thing. You, you have a meeting coming up. It's like a deadline and it makes you look at your goal a little more clear, and I have a couple of things like that coming from my life where, oh, I'm going back to a place, or I have a photo shoot maybe coming up, right? And so you're like, well, I can't, I can't take photos for the website looking like this. I got to at least pull it back, or you look at something where you look because I have I have markers in my career. You do too, because you have book jacket photos, but like yeah. and website photos. But I have literal markers of there's a snapshot in time of Johnny doing comedy on a stage, live action, yeah. And here's what he looks like head to toe, and then. And then, then somebody will see me at the show and they'll be like, and you, you know, you go, well, I've gained 20 pounds since then. And they're just like, okay. See how people say stuff to me. Cause my, yeah. my main headshot, I have a new,
0: new one now that's yeah. actually in the podcast stuff. But before that, the one I was using till last year,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I was 30 and I'm 38 now, Whew, but I was in the middle of insanity the uh, and the workout, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I was working out a lot and yeah. I had a lot of hair and, um people will say uh oh, one guy said to me one day well what happened to that guy or some, Wow. i was like can we hire him Yeah. cuz <laughs> i was like like a shell and that's the thing uh what's so funny is you know i'm i'm a writer i mean i do in my wife always go you know john they're really not hiring you based upon right it really doesn't matter what yeah. you do is you know, probably different in that um you know you are being looked at now i do speak on stage almost every week or or it play is music. different though
1: like we talked about this too at lunch I've noticed that people, even Christian people, because we did the Christian band thing, and when we were getting looked at by labels, we were immediately told you need to spike your hair, you need to buy the weirdest clothes, you need to blah blah blah. Be a weirdo, Johnny. Johnny, You should probably lose forty pounds. I mean, it was all that stuff was hinted at, but they didn't like tell me, "Hey, fatty." But (laughs) I immediately went on a strict diet. Right. Uh, And this is Christian. Even Christian people want to get their music and their arts. From pretty people. people. But I think in comedy, it's off-putting to get comedy from really, really attractive people. And I'm fascinated by that. Like we don't want our comedy from Tom Cruise. We want it from Kevin James or Jerry Seinfeld or Ray Romano, somebody that's kind of funny looking or looks like us, kind of a schlub. And there's there are there are uh, outliers to the rule. Obviously, there's sure. some people that are out there that have broken through, but sometimes they face a lot more obstacles because they're attractive. Like an attractive female comic is, I mean, they, we could talk about that. What, what's going on right now in the culture with all right. that? That's a whole other episode, probably. What's happening with uh, the Harvey Weinstein and all that? But like, I think about women in comedy facing this idea that, like, well, what did she do or what did she have to? You just these weird, dumb assumptions that people put on you in the, and then other women come out and attack you. It's and crazy. It's so dumb. And so looks can be this weird thing, but but I'm saying for my own confidence on stage, if I get to a certain level where I'm like, it's, too, I'm too big. I'm out of breath. I did not act out and I'm out of breath. Yeah. And, or I'm pull. I noticed one a few months ago that I was pulling down on my shirt. Cause I was almost afraid, like, cause I'm above people. I'm like, mm-hmm. can they see? It's my shirt hanging out in my belly? So I'm like, this has got to So I started kind of like dialing it back. I'm trying to get it, get it control.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the funny thing. And I'll, I'll, you're right. I'll tell my wife, I don't think I'm really doing this. Cause I think, cause I can't really change what I look like too much. I mean, it, it's going to be what it is. The best I've ever been yeah. is still not much, you know, right. like it, it, it's, it, Oh, John,
1: don't sell yourself short, buddy. And,
0: and, but I feel better. Mm. I feel more confident when I'm in some level of discipline. Yeah. And and I've been really evaluating what, what that means. I've been that way my whole adult life. And I'm kind of and this would be something you know, you could give me your opinion on because I think a lot of people, so everybody listening today, my bet has something they think they need to fix or improve. Mm-hmm. They they might be in that stage where it's a I don't care stage. But it's always lingering somewhere in the back of your mind. Like, I'll do that. I'll go through a stage where, well, I'm going to eat whatever I want to eat every day, every night. You know, you're, you're kind of in this, unfortunately, Americans live in a very binge type. Mm. And, you know, everything is extreme. We don't really live in moderation. We don't, we don't eat in moderation. We don't drink in moderation. We don't sleep in moderation. Right. We don't work in moderation. We do nothing. Yeah. So vacations are, and I, I've always, I used to talk about that in my messages. I realized one day a vacation for me is up to a few years ago was always exactly what it says. It's an escape. It's a vacate. I need to get out of here. Mm -hmm. While in Europe, it's not called a vacation. It's called a holiday. Holiday, literally from the old English, a holy day. And they take a lot more of them because we're supposed to have holy days Mm -hmm. all the time. That's how God set it up. One a week at least. And then the feasts and other things within that. We, We live in this society of... I mean, I lived a lot of my life from vacation to vacation. Yeah, I'm barely blinking in between, and there's always something that's coming that's going to fix where I am now. Yeah, And so instead of living disciplined now or instead of resting now, it's burn it at every end until I can get to that moment. Uh, and for me, when I became more of a disciplined person, which was a good thing in my life, no doubt, I do think that it had to do with me being in control. I think it had me to, it made me feel, so if I'm going to a meeting I'm nervous about
1: yeah.
0: or I'm I'm going to a situation that I feel exposed or I feel vulnerable because I may or may not get the gig or I, I may or may not do well. Yeah. You know, I did that marriage conference mm-hmm. that, you know, you helped me meet those people last year in Wisconsin Laura right. and I went, it was great. I'm, you know, it's okay, I, I've taught on marriage my whole ministry, but, you know, this is a little different game. And sure. Is it going to go well? And you, it's less about are these people going to care if I'm 10 pounds lighter or heavier mm. and more about do I f- – am I finding something in the variable or in the equation that's a variable I can control? Yeah. And I think that's what it's really about, and it's a false sense because the vacations, by the way, never fix you. Yeah. They don't. You, you can't stay g- – I did not relax last week until Friday and we came
1: home Sunday. Yeah.
0: I can't. Like I can't turn it off
1: Yeah, Or you have this dream of what the thing will be and it doesn't matter if it rains right. every day. Right. And then, you know... Your expectations. Then yeah. you feel like, well, I got I got ripped off. I need a vacation from my vacation. This is not as what I thought. Yeah. Or, yeah.
0: Well, and that's the martyrdom in me. I was a martyr for years and years. I try not to do that anymore. But I told Laura, I'm not going to come home. I just did it. But I'm really trying not to be that guy that I used to be because I had to work some on this yeah. vacation. And I want to come home and let everybody know that I'm not really rested. Right. Like I, I get some... Because str- I'm in control again you know, of the narrative. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying, hey, well... Y'all should know though.
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness. I worked a lot while which I was is
0: that mart- By the way, speaking of martyrdom, <laughs> I was at Walmart earlier today. I know. And they this got Wall martyrdom that we're talking wall- about. Now. <laughs> wall martyrdom. And, and there's a lady there taking donations for, I don't know if it's Salvation
1: Army or United Way or something up front. Which is, is she great. ringing a bell? She's ringing a bell that's, when you give money. That's Salvation Army. But it's not that it's not the holiday. bell. I don't think you can ring a bell if you're not Salvation Army. She's she's in violation of a bell copyright, <laughs> probably. I don't she's know. Not, was it red? She's
0: no. She's not mm. ringing it the whole time. Like at Christmas, when you give a donation, uh, she rings a bell to let everybody know that yeah, someone a generous gave, person. Every is... time a bell
1: rings, <laughs> John gave a quarter,
0: <laughs> and I just had that thought. You and know, I used to always say, you know, in the Christian world, if you if you end up. We will be on some missions trip. Me would yeah. be on some missions trip, and if you if you acknowledge at all, you've done anything good, mm-hmm. you know, then we used to joke with each other. Well, now you've had
1: your blessing, right? You've had you your know, because
0: you ble- and, and we're like, well, this blessing kind of sucked, <laughs> you know, because I'm yeah. throwing up in this hole right now.
1: Yeah, I and- do that sometimes if I do like volunteer volunteer appreciation dinners. So there'll be like church staff. Uh, will, you know, honor their people who work with the children or whatever, uh, you know, janitorial ministries, whatever. And so some of them will give out real awards. Like we made a plaque for, you know, citizen of the year or whatever, servant of the year. And so I'll let them hand out all those and then they'll bring me up to do comedy. And the first thing I say is like, can we have all those guys stand up again? And they'll all stand up and I go, well, just so you know, because you got an earthly trophy, there will be no reward in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you're good with that. I didn't make the rules. And It's uh, <laughs> just a joke. I mean, but yeah, we do that. We say that we're so paranoid of like, right? I can't draw attention to this, or I can't. I yeah. mean, I literally thought to myself,
0: I can't give because yeah. you're going to ring, gonna a ring bell, the bell, and then I'll have you almost want to. But it, were you going to be that guy that walks up and says, "Hey, I'm going to give, but would you mind not ringing the bell?" Because then you're that's then false you're that, humility, right, yeah. You
1: know, you're the false humble guy. I bring my own bell. Is that <laughs> is that wrong? <laughs> Every <laughs> time I do a good deed, I ring. <laughs> That'd a be bell. a great video. It would be a great video. Yeah.
0: You're your own Salvation Army bell ringer. Yeah, God be great. I think a lot of us, you know, do that. But I I do, you know, back to that that idea of of control. When I had this change, yeah, because you know me, Johnny. You've been you've been gosh, we've been friends for over twenty years now. Yeah, it's twenty years this year. Yeah, I met you in '97. I was a freshman in college, and um, and so. I've always been in control of something, whether it was in school, you know, it's a it's a work hard to stay ahead of of the game. And that's always that's good. I'm not I'm not anti hard work. But man, when I began to be freed by the idea that I was truly uh, accepted by Christ, regardless of my performance and, and 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 also that my performance could be hindering me really understanding because I'm doing it backwards. It's nothing that he doesn't want those things from me, yeah. but that they cannot precede. I do believe the whole matter. Yeah. And, and, and we talked with Allison the weeks back and Dane and, and John. And if you're listening and it's, you're going, I mean, I know grace or I know this story or that story. And, and it just sounds like a language you already speak and words that are familiar and they're not, they're not jumping into your heart somehow, I think one of the ways it really helps me to understand what I'm trying to say because I haven't used words we already know, so it's really difficult. Yeah, is order. There's an there's an order. I, I got a call after two podcasts ago. I got a call from one of our students, and um, he, our former students, who's married now and his you know mid to late twenties, and he he reprimanded me. You know, I've gotten this quite a time. I wish you'd stop telling everybody that everything that happened when you were our youth pastor or whatever was wrong, and you made all these mistakes. And yeah, you know, he was he was very defensive of me to me. Yeah, like stop doing that to yourself. And I, and I realized like I'm not saying it. You're not hearing what I'm trying to say. And I think a good thing to say is we're not saying all that was wrong mm-hmm. or that was bad. I'm saying there was a better order to the equation I even had called an equation now it sounds like we're you know painting by numbers but there was a there was a there's a right order scripturally there's a right order to what Jesus does in us and that order really matters like I like to liken it to the Star Wars movies you know when I gave Star Wars movies to some kids in the church who didn't had never seen them, and we have all the DVDs, and my daughter and I are huge Star Wars, and we you know we watch the new trailers and come up with all the the theories and all the things, and so I these kids I let them see it, yeah. and here I had to tell them, "Now listen, here's what you do: they just imagine you never heard of Star Wars." All right. I said, "So it's going to sound weird." Four, five, six. But you need to watch four, five, six, <laughs> then
1: one, two, three, if at all, then. <laughs>
0: Then Rogue One. Yeah. Then no no. Four five six seven is what I said. Yeah. Watch four five six seven, then one, two, three, then, then rogue, rogue, rogue one, one. Because that will take you back to four. And their eyes are like, What the heck are you talking about? You know why? The order matters. Yeah. And I think that the 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 gospel or the message of Jesus, the order matters. Mm-hmm. And that John one nineteen that's it, always the one that gets me, and I hope I'm quoting the right verse. But he said, "He said, the word came from the Father, and Jesus is the word, full of grace and truth. Right. And I don't think the Bible is always significant in the orders, because ancient languages you might move words around, all those things. But I think those are really significant mm-hmm. in terms of their order. That when you put truth ahead of his grace, which is what a, a being in control or a disciplined or lifestyle. Or every
1: social media account. Yeah. Is like... I'm gonna watch this, and this will change your mind. And you go no, because yeah. your your attitude has shut down any communicate. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it won't. Do. I'll show you this meme that proves that I'm right, and you're an idiot. Right. It's given in the total wrong way. There's no grace. There's no yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and, and you're right. And they would say, "Well, we're supposed to speak the truth in love," is, is people's answer. Well, maybe that's in this certain order. And you're going, "Well, here's the deal. God already gave His truth. Mm-hmm. The Old Testament's full of that." what made Jesus the full expression of God, which is who Jesus is. Right. He's saying, look, you already have an expression of me and you certainly understand my love, but I'm going to, and it's what it says in Colossians that Jesus Christ is the express image of the invisible God. Yeah. He, if you want to know what God, everybody out there in the world confused about God, confused about, you know, why does God allow this to happen and that to happen? Is he good or is he vengeful? All these things, God says, I'm going to answer your question. Yeah. And I'm going to send you Jesus. And I'm going to tell you over and over again, Jesus even said it in, in John, hey, if you've seen me, you've seen the father.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like you guys are really curious, you know, the, 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 the sin in the world, the follow man, all these things have really clouded the verdict yeah. on whether, what kind of God is this? And Jesus comes and answers the question. And so it's really important. If Jesus is the express image of God, if, if we want to know what God is, look at Jesus. He says, "This is it. Mm-hmm. This is what. This is who I am." And if he is full, what, what does he look like? What the Bible says, he's full of grace and truth. And that whole, we we can really over summarize that, or, or too simply summarize that as a lot of people do. What well, that means, love, love the sinner, hate the sin. You know, yeah. which is not biblical. It's not in there. I mean, it's not a bad principle, but it's it's a it usually
1: means love. Uh, love that, you know, hate everybody else's sin. You never, it never says like, look at your own sin. Like right. people, people that do, they're always aiming it outward.
0: Yeah. You've never heard someone say about
1: themselves. Yeah. Hey, how about hate your own sin first? <laughs> then talk to me.
0: Yeah. And when, that's yeah. good.
1: And when you hate your own sin, it does something to you. It's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, to, to talk about the order thing, I think I, I used to have those questions too. Like, well, if Jesus was the plan all along, why did not he just send Jesus? and then you look at you start thinking about it and just knowing me, just knowing my own tendencies, I, I think God knew like we would we would try to find another way. Yeah. so he had to show us there was no other way. so that's why the law was there. you know Paul called it a tutor. Yeah. it was this thing that was this uh, mirror to hold up in front of our faces to say, Look, you can build that tower of Babel all day long. You'll never make it. You can stack all these rights yeah. and all these uh, these right actions on top of each other. But when you know that I'm holy and you can't reach me without without this. And uh, so that's back to that idea about true manhood. What is true manhood? I do these events like manpower and I did one. They wanted me to speak. And there was another speaker who was coming after me who was gonna be the speaker, but they said, When you wrap up your comedy, kinda of go into if you want to share some, we'd love that. And I was like, Here we go. I don't know, I I didn't want to derail what this guy was going to say. I was afraid he was going to be one of those guys that was going to be that, you know, the angry, we got to get back to being real men. And I just said, look, I'll just be honest with you. My dad was uh, a man's man, and he was the quiet, uh, withdrawn, uh, you know, distant, uh, aloof guy that I hear people talking about. We almost like we hearken, we're, we're hearkening back to that. Like we romanticize that. Right. And uh, I was deeply wounded by the way that he treated our family. And I don't, I don't ever want to see any of you guys go down that road because your children are being hurt by that. And I said, I, to, to be honest with you, what man, when, I hear, when I see manpower, because it was on their big logo behind me, I said, the Bible talks about power in Acts 1 and 2. So Pentecostal Church, so I knew I could reach them with that. I said, right. I will re- you will receive power, and you will be my witnesses in Samaria, Judea, and the ends of the earth. I said, but the word power there... Comes from the word "martos," was where we get the word "martyrs." It's back to the martyr. So he literally was telling these people, "You're going to receive power from my Holy Spirit to be killed for me." And so Jesus always modeled sacrifice. That's what manhood is. It's power yeah. laid down. It's not power to lord over somebody ever. No, it's power to lay down to get stuff done to be of use.
0: Yeah, you Jesus. Know, Jesus himself said, "I did not come to serve." Sorry, I did not. I did not come to be served, right. but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. The Son of Man did not come. You know, he's speaking in third person, but that's a powerful. And you know, when I, when I speak on marriage, mm-hmm. people get into the you know, especially in Ephesians, All right? The Who's the head? Who's yeah. the head? Yeah. And I'll just do a breakdown of the word count, guys. This is how many words that Paul spoke to the women, and this is how many words Paul spoke to the men. And Paul tells the women to respect their husbands because the women probably are already loving their husbands. That's that's a more natural thing. But men, he has to instruct us to do it. And then he has to tell us why. Mm. Uh, Because you were supposed to be Christ-like. Yeah. And you're supposed to lay your life down. And he goes into these words. And that's the thing. People who use anything, especially for Ephesians, to dominate, especially women in their life, you would have to absolutely step all over every bit of the context. It comes to the point where it says, nourishes and cherishes her. How can you dominate while you nourish and cherish and right. be patient and give your life as a sacrifice for her and, and to redeem her and all these things? And, and the the onus of that – and that's what he says. This is the mystery because I love this. I used to say, Johnny, I never understood – and this is – maybe this was not a big deal to some people – how we could be the bride of Christ in some parts of the Bible and in other parts of the Bible we're called the body of Christ. It's like the two metaphors – yeah. Just and they're okay to have two different metaphors, but mixing metaphors is a thing I try really hard not to do, and it's really hard because I want to do it all the time. Yeah. I, fa- I literally wrote an article for somebody yesterday, and in one paragraph, I wrote about water as a metaphor, mm-hmm. and the next paragraph I wrote about fire. And it was like right after it, and it John, was. John, I've seen fire and I've seen rain. It was the, It was like here are the floodgates open and the spark that I was like I can't do that. I had to change them both. The floodgates have
1: put the spark out. Exactly, it's
0: not going to work. And. And then Paul says it right there. He says, the thing I'm talking to you about marriage is the mystery of Jesus and his people. Mm-hmm. And here's the mystery. And that's when it got me. He's telling husbands, he doesn't love your bride as you love your own body. Yeah, And that's what he was saying. The reason we're the bride of Christ and the body of Christ is Christ loves his bride as his own body. Yeah, That's why those metaphors, I mean, it was like, it came alive to me. This right. idea that I'm loved by Jesus as both because he loves me more than himself. He loves me more than himself. That's elevating me to that bride status, to that yeah. place where this is a different kind of love, where we preserve and protect ourselves just naturally. Right. If someone came in here to hurt us today, you wouldn't, you're, you're going to instinctively defend yourself. or insti- And that's Jesus, his instincts. Like this is, Full of grace and truth, this is his nature:
1: mm-hmm.
0: is to love his bride more than he than, than he loves himself, and in the nature of his own his own body. And that, you know, to bring it full circle, I started realizing all those disciplines mix for me mm-hmm. at some point. And I'm even more spiritually disciplined, if you will, when I'm being physically disciplined. And that's a great topic for some more podcasts. You know, when I'm running, I'm a runner, so when I'm running a lot. I seem to be doing my devotions better and all those kinds of things. And that's all good. Nothing wrong with any of that. But when I was really beginning, when I began settling in to just, there's not anything for me to control. Yeah, There's nothing for me to control in order for me to rest. Rest is going to be something I have to believe and something I accept and, and something I ponder because he's already done it. It's, it can happen whether I earn it or not. I can't earn it. And that, that release from that it might cause me to keep the 10 pounds on. <laughs> yeah. That's what's weird. I, I may not be the best physical version of myself. And yeah. I can still, Or it causes me at times to, to go and want to do it anyway, but I no longer tie it to my value. Mm-hmm. I no longer tie discipline to my value. I'm trying not to. I still have these guilt moments. I still have these flashbacks, these Pharisee flashbacks, yeah. is what I'd call them in my life.
1: Well, it's like you have to unlearn. Yeah, You have to tear down the old ways of thinking and keep reminding yourself that okay well, i don't that's based on something i don't even really believe anymore yeah. about myself you know it's like the difference like you said with the volleyball thing uh, i was thinking about that when you said believing that you're loved first off by your father versus believing i have to i have to achieve something to earn my father's love which yeah. is how i grew up i grew up my dad didn't say he loved me I, I thought that I had to earn it. And so it's, it skewed my view of my heavenly father. It just did. You just can't, you can't just snap out of that and go, well, this is different. It right. feels the same. And so when you feel that way versus somebody that says like, like you said about volleyball, like, I don't care if she's good. Yeah. I love her and she wants to do this. Yeah, And so there's there's that built-in support. And whatever she achieves now is, is, a, is a free, it's more free. It's a freeing thing. So it's not this thing of like, I'll make sure I do this so that Daddy will love me or whatever. And that's how we live a lot of our life, you know.
0: Well, I think I think a lot of parents, a lot of parents maybe mess up on that one. the the way The where I have to really watch it is the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's when she's not achieving, or when she's achieving negative things. when yeah. She's in a, in a negative behavior. Yeah. Also, not ascribing that to her value. Yeah. Because it's really easy to do something. You know, we were talking about parenting a little bit in that Ephesians series, and something that we're trying really hard in our in our home. Is, is if Sadie's acting spoiled, not saying, Sadie, you're spoiled. As, I'm ascribing the action as her identity. Yeah. Right? But saying instead, and there's not just words, but believing this. And, and it's been, it's been, it's good because kids will naturally, I'll learn this, I know I did, kids will naturally ascribe the wrong behavior to their character. Mm -hmm. They're going to do that naturally. It's a part of the fallen nature. Condemnation comes around. You could be the worst kid. There's all kinds of stuff and you think you never feel bad about it. Usually it's just some coping mechanism for your condemnation. Uh, You always
1: know. You always know. Yeah.
0: And, And you'll go, but to say to her instead, hey, you know, listen, you are acting right now in a way that I know is not you. That's what's bothering me, yeah. and you and I talked about that before where it said that the Holy Spirit comes not we say, we always say the Holy Spirit convicts the world of, of sin, but if you read that verse in John, it doesn't just say that it also says he convicts the, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness, right those of us who are in that relationship with him it's not it's not all the time just you're doing wrong, you're doing wrong he's He's showing you, hey, this is not who you are anymore mm. Mm-hmm. And there's such a difference in kind of, oh, I don't, I don't want this anymore because it's not my identity. Mm-hmm. And something feels wrong here, not because in the difference between, I got to fix this because I'm wrong and I'm bad. And I know we're going deep and, and we're going to wrap up here, but that, that takes me as far as, you know, I used to always, um, I was dep- my, my prayers for forgiveness, let's pick that up on the next one, but my prayers for forgiveness every day were epic, epic confessions in my life. And and one day, you know, something my dad, before he passed, and you know, he he would say, he kind of had this revelation, you know, and he, he would say, John, I just want you to remember, your sins, past, present, and future, have already been forgiven. Mm-hmm. And it's a real shot to the Pharisee in you. Yeah. Well, if I'm not confessing or I'm not, you're, are you saying I can sin that grace may abound? Like, you know, you're getting near real grace when you start asking the same questions that Paul asked in Romans. Yeah. If you're not asking those questions, maybe your grace is a little watered down. If it's not making you uncomfortable enough, or it's enough, works based,
1: it's a yeah. it's a cheat. You've achieved it.
0: Yeah, you you got your head wrapped around it, and you shouldn't be able to. Yeah, it's just not something. It should be so radical and so you know out there that you're you're not. It's not that you can't understand parts of so it. So next
1: week, you said we're gonna. You have a what like a. You're going to play us some of those forgiveness prayers. Can they be in Brutus's voice, please? I need to hear one of your forgiveness prayers from when you and Laura were dating. Oh gosh, <laughs> those were those are warranted. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah I had my when I'm a wife. You were talking. confessing
1: to me back then. I was like, John, I don't want to hear all this. <laughs> that's that you were Jeez. so funny though but yeah you were always trying to be Jeez. accountable like uh, well john look and i still believe in confession johnny we made out a long time <laughs> i was like oh, john i don't i'm married i don't want to hear this and then <laughs> god i
0: hated you so bad as you were married yeah you did you were like yeah i'm sorry about that bro i'm gonna go in here and sleep with my wife now yeah and i was just and like, i didn't mean sleep with the <laughs> like, guy i hate you so <laughs> much but no we will we'll pick up and and uh and talk about that because that's 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 where this is found. It, it, all these things, the, the order of it, we got to keep examining the order of it. And it's, it may be the kind of thing that you're going. Oh, well, that's a cool concept. Trust me, it's not. It's not enough to make it a concept until you can really begin picking it apart. Like you said, there's an unlearning. I still have so many habits, um, and no, they're not wrong. They're they're not. I'm not throwing them out. I'm not telling everybody, By the way, don't exercise or don't do your devotions. Or it's not a, not good. Confession is really good. I still talk to Jesus about those things. But I approach as a child who's already loved and accepted yeah. and that he's washing dirt off of. As opposed to I used to, I'd approached him as the dirt. Mm-hmm. I'm just dirt. I Maybe I used to write songs like that. I'm just dust. Well, that's Old Testament. You know, I'm no longer the dust. I'm the body. The dust gets on the foot now. Yeah. I'm not washing away the foot. I'm washing away the dirt. And that's what Jesus said to Peter. And I'm going ahead of myself. That's what Jesus said to Peter. He says, Hey, let me wash your feet. And Peter says, No, you won't do that. And he says, Well, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part with me. And Peter says, Well, then wash my hands and my head as well. And we never pay attention to what Jesus said next. He who has already been cleansed only has need of his feet to be washed. Right. And what he's saying is, I'm not, I don't need to remove. I'm not, I'm not removing that sin that is separating you from God that's already been removed. Yeah. What I'm talking about is serving you because you're going to walk through a dusty, dirty world and every day, I mean, you're, and this, this cleansing is not unto salvation. Right. That's been, that's done in me. This cleansing is, is a different kind. And I used to approach every day as if my cleansing was needed for, for like this yep. status you're of salvation. Fall away. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a scary thing. Remember, was, we used to hear youth pastors all the time. But my, I kid you not. I know a good friend whose youth pastor told their entire group, mm-hmm. and it messed him up. Just told him that if, you, if you're a great Christian, not making any mistakes or anything, whatever that means – and you drive off a cliff, yeah. and you utter a cuss word right before you explode into flames.
1: You don't have time to ask for forgiveness, brother.
0: Yeah, you're gonna go, to, and, and it's like, oh my gosh, yeah. and that condemnation of well, then who could stand? That's what you should. have called you.
1: Yeah, there's a comedian in uh, there's a comedian. who's n- not even a believer. He grew up going to Christian camp, though, and he has a bit, and it's so funny. And it's like people who are who grew up going to camp, and I'm still a Christian, but it still like hits me in the chest. He said, "We used to go to these camps, and one night the guy'd be like." Yeah, you don't know, if you don't know where you'd, what, you could die tomorrow. You could die tomorrow, kids. And he goes, and the thing was, he was the lifeguard the next day. Oh, no. At swim time. <laughs> It'd make oh, you feel no. real uneasy. Oh, you know? my gosh. Well, that's <laughs> funny.
0: Well, man, I had a great time, Johnny. Yeah, uh, me too. You know, we did not have a guest today. and uh, We didn't we'll call. Pray.
1: We didn't go into a coffin fit. We didn't. I didn't have my. my uh, yeah, neither one of us. Uh, pray for my, in fact, I'm getting ready to go to Edmonton, so pray for my uh, sinus stuff. I got to get on a plane and hopefully that's not going to be oh okay. you're going to do great
0: oh come on yeah you'll be fine Just, well
1: thanks uh, well hey, you guys check
0: us out on all of our socials and uh, <laughs> be sure to subscribe and send it around to some friends and tell them to subscribe and we're excited to hear all of the uh, comments that's coming from you guys leave yes, a review
1: uh, leave a review and rate and you give us how many stars yes. or whatever because that helps us get more uh, notoriety in the ratings make it a lot of stars oh yeah yeah yeah. But that's not how we attain our value or identity. No, it is for this. Okay. Oh, sorry. You're right. All right. <laughs> see you yeah. guys. We'll see you next week.
0: Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised me and you his peace, and throughout scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.